0: Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find, only at Total Wine and More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly, b B-21.
1: I'm Katie Quinn
2: and I'm Jen Penumra. This is Either Side Eaters. We're friends who talk food whether it's across a table or across the Atlantic Ocean. Like for instance, what is the proper way to make an omelet? Oh, emphasis on proper. <laughs> Coming up, we're talking eggs. And
1: joining us is our dear friend Julie Nolke, the hilarious actor, writer, and comedian who is extremely ecstatic about the
2: huevos. <laughs> right now, Katie, how many egg puns can you say? Go.
1: Uh, e- e- egg me up some more. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You put me on the spot. I didn't know what to do.
1: Oh, gosh. I'm bad at oh, this. Oh, s-
2: uh, speaking of eggs, I saw that you have an
1: egg guy. Yeah, man. If, if you live in southern Italy, you got to have an egg
2: guy. That's what like, I've it's, learned. It's illegal if you don't. Yeah, no.
1: <laughs> Actually, I'm not entirely sure of the legalness of
2: the egg guy. No, no. I, I,
1: I Okay, but so here's the deal. I get my eggs from... I call him my egg guy, but he sells eggs out of the trunk of his car nice. in my neighborhood. Yeah, it's great. It's I get them cheaper than when I go to the grocery store. They're local from his farm just outside the city. And he's a cute old man, and I get to talk to him.
2: Aww. So, like, does he pop in, like, a, the ice cream truck uh, driver? It's like, hey, <laughs> he's got the, you know you know Think there, so there are no eggs.
1: there are no bells and whistles to to my no. Eggman. man no yeah but he's in the same parking lot same time every day so he's very consistent he just doesn't nice. have a theme song that accompanies him
2: <laughs> i feel like he should he should you know get some of your americanness out on him and and make it real gimmicky oh yeah oh i
1: can i could hook him up so i'm not sure how long he's been there but he did share with me Some information about the difference between his brown and white eggs?
2: Ah, Interesting. We'll talk more about that later. I have a lot to say on that. Uh, But for now, let's hear some of your questions. Hey, ladies. This is Michelle Madison, and I'm calling from Miami, Florida. I want to know what cultures wash their meats before cooking. I'm Jamaican, and from what I know, most I mean, all of us wash our meats before we cook it. Other black people wash their meats before they cook it. But I would like to know what other cultures do the same thing. (laughs) What a fun question. I mean,
1: my first thought is like, yo, Julia Child washed her poultry before she did. So I would say if Julia does it, then probably the French culture does. She learned that at Le Cordon Bleu. So what about you? Were you in the habit of washing meats? No. And like in culinary school? No, we didn't.
2: Interesting. Um, What about you? So me, I don't usually, but culturally, my history with it is my, you know, my mom and dad, mom, Philippines, dad, Thailand, both cultures generally wash everything, every single thing you're going to cook with you wash it. And this is also, you know, coming from my, my family experience. And the reason is because, and I asked my mom about this a couple years ago, she's like, Oh, you know, when stuff's from the wet market, you want to make sure you wash whatever's on it, right? It's differently here, specifically in the US where, um, you know, they say, Oh, it's already clean before we wrap it up and put it on the on the shelf. But uh, I don't know, I think about it a lot. And that like hearing Michelle made me want to get back into it because it's like I can still hear my parents in my head saying, wash it, just wash it. And and just the fear is specifically with chicken, worry, you know, you're worried about contaminating, right? Cross-contaminating your your work surfaces, the faucet, whatever it is you're touching, you're not seeing when you're washing, you know, water splashes. Um, so I just say, make sure you clean up well after. mm mm-hmm. Yeah, and- you know what this makes me really curious to do,
1: if I could, would be to ask, like, my great-grandparents on either side. Like, my great-grandparents who were born and raised in Italy, for instance, and, like, who immigrated to America. It's like, well, what did you do, not only in Italy, but what did you do when you got to the States? Because, uh. so I grew up with, like, my my parents didn't wash the meat before cooking it. Um and i think that has to do with what you just said about this kind of like american grocery culture where you get it it is plastic wrapped and you know good to go right yeah. supposedly anyway clean and re- and ready to ready for the grill or whatever it is and um that must be a a relatively New thing that started what in like the 50s or like when supermarket culture came around. I wonder
2: if yeah, that's a Yeah, like new really thing. when that when that disconnect from which animal this this meat come from? How was it processed? How did it get to my plate? Mm-hmm. All of that is has, <laughs> for the most part, at least here, uh, have gotten lost, right? That big disconnect. So, huh, interesting. My parents, yeah, they, when they were in Thailand, the Philippines, they washed their meat. Came here, still washed your meat. Went back to Asia, still washed your meat. <laughs> Who knows? But like, it's it's interesting to think about how different cultures or countries even store ingredients, right? Like when you're preparing a chicken and it's frozen, do you set it out? Do you keep it in the fridge? Do you practice all like the safety protocols that's within your culture, your country? Um, and, and much like eggs, right? Like. Let's talk about that. Eggs in or out of the fridge? So, on the topic of washing our goods, oh my <laughs> let's, <gosh>. talk about, <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about eggs, okay? okay. <laughs> and and I I want to talk about eggs and washing because that has a lot to do with why some countries refrigerate their eggs and others don't.
1: Obviously in America, we, we refrigerate eggs and so I always did in America. And then I moved to the UK where they don't refrigerate eggs. So I, I didn't most of the time. And now I'm in Italy where again, they don't usually refrigerate eggs. And so, but I kind of just do, I do sometimes and I don't sometimes and I just have no reason behind anything I do anymore. <laughs>
2: Well, have you ever washed eggs? like when you were here in the States? Oh,
1: washed them? No. I was like, just talking about refrigeration.
2: I'm confused. Uh, okay. I'm confused enough with refrigeration.
1: Don't even get me started on washing them. Oh, although I do have another thing to add on that front. In the UK and in Italy, like they're not in the fridge. In-
2: like would, would they just be on the shelves? Yeah. Or like... Or, like, a center table. Are you talking about, like,
1: grocery stores and, like, markets? Yeah. yeah, grocery stores, particularly. Let's see. In the UK, just on a shelf, just like you would find a cereal box. (laughs) Ah. Um, And same with with Italy, although uh, that's in terms of, like, supermarkets. But then it's different, of course, if at, like, different markets you go to. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, you know I have an egg guy.
2: Yeah. Well, I was super curious about it. Because I remember when I went to Thailand and the Philippines, like I would see them either in like wet markets and they're not in the fridge. And usually they'd have some sort of, you know, stuff on uh, still on the shell. They're not like in the glorious, clean, perfect, uh, highly sanitized, yep, yeah, totally. American grocery conventional egg. Um, and But in some markets in Thailand, in Bangkok specifically, I would see them in the fridge. Hmm. And it would always say, like, keep refrigerated. So it's like, that's interesting. So then I looked into it. So in the U.S., uh, conventional eggs have to go through a process. They have to be cleaned, so washed, and oftentimes with some sort of detergent and soapy, warm enough water to get it going, right? Not warm enough to, to spoil the egg, and then it would go through, it would dry and then be sanitized, dried again, and remain chilled from the factory that it was processed in all the way to the grocery refrigerated aisle and back into your fridge at home. And the reason is because uh, the whole cleanly, cleanliness process is because of the fear of salmonella. Mm-hmm. Now, the difference between a lot of the American conventional hens that lay these eggs versus, like, in a lot of parts of Europe, right, and in the UK, the difference is whether or not the hen is vaccinated. (gasps) So in the UK, for example, and in certain parts of Europe, uh, most hens are vaccinated so that they don't have this issue. And that way, it doesn't have to go through that whole process, not saying that there's never a chance, of contamination right but uh that way they can bypass that whole process and just lay it out and you can leave it on your counter when you come home
1: wow you're blowing my mind right now like this makes (laughs) complete sense because i've never found a feather in my eggs in america but that's because they go through all this stuff and then they're in the fridge and you have to put them in your fridge at home Whereas in the UK, like I was just saying, and in Italy, I'll, I'll find, I'll find feathers on it because they have not been their room temperature. When I buy them, a lot of times they remain room temperature until I eat them, but they've got stuff on them. So am I supposed to wash them before I eat them?
2: So here's the thing about the egg. Uh, generally the, when the hen lays the egg, it's one of the very last steps in the, before the egg comes out, where it's co- the egg shell is coated in what's called like a cuticle. And this is that membrane that kind of acts as a natural barrier mm-hmm. between the contaminants and the inside of the egg.
1: The, it's the shell,
2: right? Is that different than the shell? It's like this coating around the around shell. Around the shell. Wow. Yeah. And that cuticle, the moment you wash it off, you need to make sure that's refrigerated. Because then, because the eggshell is very porous, right? Mm. So all these things can go in it. So the longer that it's left without the cuticle, the higher chance of you know you may may get salmonella poisoning. But if you're wow. like sourcing your eggs from a local uh, farmer or you have your own eggs, typically you, you you don't refrigerate them and they come like that. But uh, there are sometimes I'll go to farm stands where they have ch- their own chickens, right, and then. I'll see them refrigerated because I think it's just com- like it's just the habit, right? Mm-hmm. It's just the, the common culture to have in America your eggs in the fridge. Uh, we're not the only ones. Also Australians, ah, Scandinavians. Hey, Aussies. And Asian countries, for the most part, don't do this, the washing egg process. But the Japanese do. And that ah. only recently started, I think, because in the in the nineties they had like a big salmonella outbreak. So that like changed policies. And so now in Japan you will find eggs refrigerated. Interesting. So I, I asked my mom actually and I said, Do you because I haven't been to the Philippines in a long time and I said, Do you still do you buy refrigerated eggs ever? And she's like, actually I never see it. Hmm. So, and she had got, and she's like, I actually didn't even think about it coming when she retired, leaving New York uh, a couple years back. She, it didn't even cross her mind. She's like, oh, and now she started thinking about it, and she's asking me, can you explain? So I said, you, mom, you got to wait for this episode. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we need the listens, mom. But then I, I asked her, so in in your area, do you have brown or white eggs? And this like. Spurred this whole conversation with her about whether or not one egg's more nutritious over another, depending on the shell color. What
1: did she say?
2: And she's like, oh, brown eggs are better. Hmm. And it's like, oh, I always think brown eggs are better. What do you think?
1: Well, so I, my egg guy here in Italy, I asked him because he sells, but from his little farm outside of the city, he, he sells both white and brown eggs. And I asked him the first time that I went to him, It's like, well, what's the difference? And he was like, well, <laughs> the white eggs are better for baking with and um, you know, for for kids, if you like want to make an egg for kids, like for bambini. Just uh, for kids. Just, just for, for kids. Yeah, with. I think because the the taste isn't as like strong, I think, is what he's saying, because then with the brown ones, he was saying these are more savory. And so I included that in a YouTube video I did, and I got a commenter being like, that is total bullshit. <laughs> like, <and> it, <laughs> the commenter was Italian and was like, I think he just made that up. So who knows? Maybe what I'll do is take some of what he said as fact and some of it as marketing or something.
2: Huh, huh. What I, what I learned about... Uh, the difference between brown and white eggs—it now makes sense hearing what your egg guy said. Huh. So, the other thing my mom mentioned, like she's like, "Oh, I like the brown eggs better because they're more nutritious and they usually have the really orange yolk." But then I thought, I've also had white shell eggs that had a orange yolk, and usually I'll associate white conventional hen eggs. With a yellow, paler yolk. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And smaller too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. I never thought about it, <laughs> really. But then I. You see those beautiful, uh, uh, varieties of like. Sometimes they're a little blue. Sometimes they're a little green, or like pink, even. Oh or yeah. Speckled or not speckled, right? So like, there's all these different eggs. I'm like, are these just different breeds of chicken? Does Yay. a certain breed output a different style? <laughs> a, a different. Style of egg. (laughs) Um, And what I learned is that it has a lot to do with a chicken. Like, yes, that's a factor, but a better indicator of what the shell color might be is based on their feathers and more specifically their earlobes. What? Chickens. (laughs) Chicken (laughs) earlobes. Chicken earlobes. Yeah. And so, like, typically a hen with dark or reddish earlobes will produce a brown shelled egg. And a hen with light earlobes will make a white-shelled egg. And so the eggshell color actually has very little to do with the egg yolk color. And oftentimes I associate a nice, like, vivid, orangey yolk of nutrition, of good health. Of quality. Yeah, good quality. Yeah, me too. And I learned it actually has to do a lot with the feed. That the hen is getting.
1: I have heard this too. So that like these farmers or whatever chicken producers can basically trick us by just feeding them the right kind of food to make that color that we associate with quality and they could charge more.
2: Yeah. So a lot of times it's things like paprika or like chili powder. (gasps) That they'll put in the feed? In the feed. (gasps) But actually chickens... Don't and and certain avian species, they don't have the receptors that um, the capsaicin can adhere around, if that makes sense. Like, it's they don't feel the heat the same way that our tongue receptors do, or other animals. Yeah, that's fascinating. Um, And it has
1: no nutritional impact on
2: not really and i mean obviously if if the the hen was pasture raised mm-hmm. right so they're eating different types of things their feed or whatever bugs or anything in their environment is going to affect the nutritional value and so that's why they're more nutritious versus a conventionally produced egg is a little less nutritious so it doesn't really have so you could have a white chicken producing white eggs on a pasture that might have more nutritional value than a brown laid egg in a factory you know that and it's like oh what's the markup price so people associate brown eggs orange yolks better quality higher prices So, like, what's your go-to egg preparation? Like-, like, when I'm just eating eggs? I feel
1: like most of the time I do over-easy because if I want that runny yolk, which I often do, uh, but, you know, sunny side up is, is hard to get just right, um, yeah, I think over-easy.
2: Yeah. What about you? I usually do, too. Yeah. But recently I'm making a lot of omelets. Ooh, Yum. Just because I got bored? Yeah,
1: yeah, totally. (laughs) I went through a whole poached egg phase partially out of boredom.
2: Yeah. (laughs) That was like your emo phase. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) My egg emo phase. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, omelets in different styles. And so something I wanted to ask you is whenever you hear omelet, what's the country you associate? France. France. Mm -hmm. That's where the word omelet comes from, Mm -hmm. right? And... Uh, I always remember when I was learning how to make a French omelette, it was always like the only proper way to make a French omelette, to make an omelette is this way. And I kept thinking, wait, my dad always calls um, the eggs he prepares, which in Thailand is called tai chiu. He would always prepare that and say it's an omelette, Thai omelette. And the difference between, if we just talk about those two types of omelettes, the French omelette is very pale, right? It's very um, on the inside, very almost custardy like, yeah. right? Buttery, yeah. And then the Thai omelet is n- like fried um, in very hot oil, so it instantly it, ma- it creates lots of bubbles, so it's very fluffy, very airy, and oh. also very brown. Ooh. so I remember thinking, like, oh, we shouldn't call thai thai omelettes like an omelette you know all these people are saying all these cooks are saying that the proper way to make an omelette is to make sure it gets no color if you have any brown of it and i remember describing i met someone at some food event i can't remember what it was and i was talking about eggs and omelette specifically and i guess this is a topic that's like bothered me more than i thought it would of like a french omelette versus any other omelette in the world and i was just like oh every but then yeah, okay, the word is French, but the it, they didn't invent mm. the thing of a a, a scrambled egg that's that's cooked, cooked basically. One, yeah, it's <laughs> it's one uniform thing. Yeah, and then they were saying the egg's overcooked. Like if you have the egg brown, it's overcooked and it's bad. And I'm like, no, no. Huh. <laughs> I quickly corrected him and said, no, actually, there are different ways to make it. It's just different. Good on you for speaking up for that. <laughs> Yeah. I got your back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but like there's so many other types of omelette. So in Italy, frittata. Yes. Right? And let's see, like what else? In China, egg foo young, right? Ooh. It's, a, it's similar to yes. Thai omelette. Like it's fluffy, it's brown sometimes. So good. And then like in Japan... Tamagoyaki.
1: I love that. Do you have which, that when you went? Yes, I had it like every day almost. I'm so obsessed.
2: It's so good. It and really so, like, that is. one, I, I think to me in my head, is more related to the French omelet in terms of like color. Typically, they're pale and sometimes they'll have like a little golden sheen. Some Japanese cooking and baking is very inspired
1: by French culinary traditions.
2: I love hearing about variations like this and and comparing which countries do a certain food prep a certain way or like what's the same similar policy. Um, and like it made me think about what things we keep in the fridge and what things we don't. So like butter, for instance, mm-hmm. I usually keep in the fridge, but I learned from our dear friend Julie Noki that she does not keep butter in the fridge. You may recognize today's Toronto-based guest, the one and only. Julie Nolke with her highly entertaining viral comedy skits on YouTube. And aside from acting and writing, she's also a big foodie, so we're excited to chat with her about how she likes to do things in the kitchen. Let's start off with some quick fire, yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, Julie, would you rather have the ability to play 10 instruments really well. Oh, okay. Or speak 10 languages fluently.
0: 10 languages fluently. No question. I don't, because it's so cool. I feel like I could travel anywhere and be comfortable. I feel like that's my inability to speak any other language makes me feel really ignorant when I travel. And like, I would just feel immediately comfortable when I went different places. You know what I mean? Makes sense.
1: Makes sense. I'm with you. I want to be able to communicate. Yeah. Right. I'm with you on that. Okay. Second question for you. Peanut butter or Nutella? Peanut butter.
0: Not a fan of Nutella. It, for some reason, tastes a little bit too perfumey and stale to me.
2: Oh yeah, I
0: know. It's my, I feel like it's like a, you know how some people taste soap when they eat cilantro.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: feel like that's what it is for Nutella for me. This is a
2: hot take. I was not. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And it's fascinating that you like blamed it on the chemistry of your body. You were like, there must be something broken in my, in my, how I, in my taste receptors. I don't like it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Last one. All dressed potato chips or Mm -hmm. poutine. Oh, why would you do that to me? (laughs) (laughs) Um, All dressed potato chips. And thank you for putting me onto those they're so good it's we- it's the best of all worlds
1: so can I just clarify this quickly mm-hmm. all potato chips are when you it's it's like it's like nachos with a bunch of stuff but instead of nachos is potato chips with like a bunch of stuff on it
0: Oh, gosh, no, Katie, my sweet summer child.
1: <laughs> what does it mean to have all dressed potato chips? All dressed potato
0: chips are a flavor of potato chip <gasps> in Canada that has, I think it's five. I can't remember exactly how many flavors combined. So it's like oh. ketchup meats, barbecue meat, salt and vinegar meets sour cream and onion. And they're all on one
2: potato chip and maple. No, no, maple. Ma- oh, you know what? In the, Ameri- in the in here, in the uh, our local shop, right, uh, when they had all dressed ones from Lay's, it had a little bottle of maple on it. No, it didn't really. Yeah, so maybe, maybe the American do. version was sweeter.
0: Oh, oh, I could see that. I feel like everything's a little bit sweeter in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> well, so, so what do you guys think of my idea? Now I'm going to take credit for it being my idea <laughs> of like putting stuff on top of these like cheese and st- melting it and then I don't know ground meat I don't know sounds like heaven it
0: sounds like one of those Frito pies
1: isn't that a thing uh, where, you, ha- where yeah. you have the bag of Fritos
0: and you fill it with all the toppings yes you guys is this a business idea this is Yeah, we
1: need to make this happen that's our only <laughs> Three idea. Girls, one chip <laughs> yes <laughs> And instead of all dressed, we could be no dressed and just be- oh my oh. God. <laughs> I want a food truck. I want a food truck and I want to make this. Yes. <laughs>
2: um, okay. Well, we invited you on here, not just to talk about eggs, but to talk about the experience I've had in Canada, kind of staying with you in mm-hmm. your apartment and kind of seeing how you, you know, your, your kind of grocery lifestyle, let's call it that. So I couldn't remember if eggs were in, my basic knowledge is that eggs are in the fridge in Canada. Yes. 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 Um, and, but I did also notice uh, the last time I stayed with you, and this is the first time, oh no, maybe the first time I stayed with you when I learned this, that you uh, don't put your butter in the fridge unless you're going to use it for like a special recipe. Is that correct?
0: Correct. Yeah. I, I leave it on the counter. Is that something you've always done? No, no. I grew up with margarine. like margarine household. We only ever had butter on special occasions, like Christmas dinner. And my mom would always bring it out with rolls, but it would be freezing cold and no (laughs) one would touch it because you can't get it on the bread. That's the only time we had butter ever. And then when I started dating my now husband, he grew up with butter on the counter and he just started putting it on the counter. And I was like, whoa, you buy butter? You're fancy. And also like- it's illegal to leave it outside the fridge. And he was like, well, this is how the only way to use it. Cause otherwise it's too cold. Don't
1: you find? And I was like, Oh my gosh, this guy's got a point. So Connor and I are a little bit opposite of you and Sam, Julie, because, um, I will leave it out. Cause yes, because of all the reasons we just talked about, and then I'll go to find it and it's back in the fridge. Cause he put it back no. in the No, This happens Connor. frequently. Yes. Get him out. (laughs) Yeah. You have to Uh, leave him. You know, (laughs) this is the reason you married Sam. (laughs) This is the reason I need to leave Connor. Yeah. Yes.
2: It is that, it is that important. We had a guest earlier ask us if we wash our meats or not. Is this something that you practice? I mean, my family never did. My dad now washes turkeys.
0: Like he's now in like his old age decided he's going to start
1: washing his meat. (laughs) Um, Wait, like turkeys plural? Like he's well, yeah. like,
2: <laughs> he's just <laughs> bake it up
1: No, I mean yeah. like
0: he doesn't wash any other meat unless it's Christmas dinner, and he'll wash a, like a massive turkey in a sink that's way too small, and you have turkey splatter everywhere. Mm-hmm. I just and I'm always like, Dad, that's so dangerous, right? Is it? You're, you, I feel like you're not supposed to wash poultry because you have poultry. Potential salmonella everywhere.
2: Yeah, that's the idea, and and that's why for the most part nowadays it's recommended not to, especially in in Western countries where um, the poultry storage and 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 um, handling is different than than certain other countries. Another food memory I have with you was when I asked you to prepare some mushrooms for my stuffing. <laughs> And I see Julie, like she's very quiet. Usually she's very talkative in the kitchen and she's walking over to the sink and she keeps looking back at me. I'm just like, what is she? She want to tell me something? And I'm like, all right, I'm stirring the pot. She's slowly grabbing the handle of the faucet, turning it on. Mushrooms aren't under it yet. Then she slides it under and she starts mm-hmm. picking up one and washing. And I said, Oh, you wash your mushrooms? You don't have to. It's okay. And she's like, I, I don't. And I said, Well, why are you? She goes, Because I, I thought you do because you're so clean. <laughs> I did. I. There's something strange about preparing food with
0: somebody else who's a foodie in their own right, and you just want to do everything right. But I had these mushrooms, and I couldn't remember, like, because I never wash mushrooms. But I couldn't remember if I don't wash them because I'm lazy, or if I don't wash them because you don't have to. And so I was in somebody else's kitchen preparing food for them and their family. And I was like, you know what? Better be safe because I can't remember if I'm lazy or
1: if it's correct. (laughs) This brings up such an interesting point, though, about how really every cook does their own thing. It is so specific. And when you are cooking in someone else's kitchen, like... You want to try and do what they want you to do, but because everyone does something a little bit different, whether it's putting their butter in the fridge or leaving their butter on the counter, it's not always cut and dry. And you have to like sew together a bit of observation, a bit of intuition. Totally. (laughs) You know, it's like kind of a, it's really something to navigate now that you bring it up.
2: And you probably have seen her hilarious series explaining the pandemic to your past self. It that's is, the one it's gold It's oh genius. you and guys you,
1: you can find that and all of her other amazing work at youtube.com slash julie nolke it's really that easy and same thing on
2: instagram at julie nolke katie I loved exploring whoever's with you today. Yeah.
1: And (laughs) just to follow up on your egg puns question at the top of the episode, you know, you just had to give your girl a minute to think about it. Okay. Okay. I'll give you a chance. Go ahead. Go. Expresso. Exam. Accelerate. Ignore. Exit. Exercise. Bam. All right. That's all (laughs) I've got right now.
2: That was... (laughs) Fantastic. That's exactly what I was hoping for in this examination. Really, though, today I learned that an egg's shell and yolk color
1: is not a great indicator of nutritional value, and that there are more ways than one to whip up an omelet, and that we all have our own way of doing things in the kitchen.
2: That's right. So, whether you're a mushroom washer or not, Julie. Let's all agree to stop shaming each other in the kitchen. If you like this show, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and review. You can also drop us a question using the link in the show notes. And in the meantime, you can see what we're up to by following us on Instagram at Jennie's Life and at QKatie. Special thanks to the musician who wrote and performed our theme song, Brian Quinn. Hey, that's your brother. You can follow him on Instagram at BQFunk. Bye. Joe.